Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's always a pleasure to have you on the program, His Word. This is the day that the Lord has given to us. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. For God loves us and He has a wonderful future and a good plan for our lives. Today we are into the Psalter. We are looking into Psalm 6, getting to know what the psalmist is saying, how they praise God and what they are lamenting unto the Lord. I'm Temgos Dube, the believer in Christ. I believe today's message will change your life and will make you understand better what the Lord says through His Word. Be blessed. We are going to read the Bible in the book of Psalm, or the, we're taking the Psalm. It's a Psalter Sunday today. It has been some time since we last read the, the, the book of Psalms. We are taking Psalm. Uh, six, we are just reading the ten verses that are in the psalm. Verse one, I will be reading from the ESV. O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled, but you, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in, uh, in death there is no remembrance of you in Sheol who will give you praise. I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my, my bed with tears. I dredge, I dredge, I drench my coach with my weeping. My eyes waste away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my force. Depart from me, all you workers of evil, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayers. All my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame. So in the life that we live, there are so many challenges that we face. So the psalmist is writing this psalm. If we understand how the book of Psalm came to, to being, it's a collection of different songs that exist in the life of the children of Israel. If we can talk in today's language, we'll be saying this is, uh, are the different, uh, these are different songs that we found in our hymn books, maybe or whatever. But these are songs that show the people's desire and worship for God, how they give Give God the glory and how he relates to them. So it reveals all that. So the book of Psalm is a collection of this kind of Psalm. Some were collections of David and actually they say that it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, David is the author of all the books uh, of the, of, that we read in Psalm. But some of them are not his writings, but some of them are his writing as he was a writer of different songs. So what we are reading is a book that is referred to to the choir master with the stringed instruments according to, uh, to, to the Shemanite. It's a psalm of David. That's the uh, preposition of this psalm. So we can say this was a psalm that was written to the, to, to the psalmist 
or people who play music in the, in the church. If you go back to the Bible and read properly, you will understand that people who were responsible for the music in the church or in the temple of the Lord were the Levites. So we would say the praise team here would be Levites and the whole band would be Levites. Those were people that were responsible for praising or for music in the church. So this psalm that we are reading, it was written to them. Some even prepositions, they say that it was a, it should be sang in a, in, a, in a plus octave. I think it's one version that I, I read. So this, it is a musical saying. It's a musical song. It's a hymn that we sing. Like They reveal how we desire to worship God. And in the olden days, remember, there were no notes like the staff notations that we have. There were no collection of recordings like we're listening to the digital stores, the Spotify, the iTunes, the CD, the tapes, all this that we have today. But it was cascaded from generation to generation. I would sing a song and she, I would teach my kids and they would teach their kids and it went on and on. So we're finding this uh, uh, psalm. So this psalm, the first part, we have just talked about the preposition. But I want us to understand the position of the, of the author of this psalm. The position is that this is a person who has an attack or who is attacked. He's actually uh, attacked in different ways. Some they claim this could be David at the time who was attacked by his son Absalom. He was actually feeling the war and his enemies attacking him and things were not easy for him. In this uh, situation as he goes through, he thinks that maybe he's in this situation because he disobeyed God. And God might punish or might rebuke him for what he has done. It is the same thing that we face in our lives. It happens, maybe you have been praying for something or you wanted something and you are not getting that particular thing. And you then decide, maybe the Lord is punishing me for what I'm going through. Like he is saying, oh Lord, rebuke me not in your anger. Rebuke. It means he's, he is afraid that God might actually now be disciplining him for the character or the way things are in his life. So we face situations in our lives where we feel discouraged and things are not going as we want or they are against our, our ways. And then we tend to blame God and say, not necessarily blame God, we just uh, absorb the pain and say, Maybe it's happening like this because God is punishing me. So this is what the author is saying here, that God might be punishing me. He's saying, do not rebuke me in your anger, do not chasten me. Chasten me is discipline in your heart displeasure. If he's talking about hot displeasure, if he's saying actually, even God, if you are punishing me for the situation I'm going through, just help me that it might not be that heavy. Let it be not in your anger. Now, the question is, does God rebuke us? The fact is, yes. If you read the Bible in the, in the, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapters 28, verse 20, the, the, verse, the Bible says, The Lord will send on your cursing, confusion, and rebuke in all that you set your hands to do until you are destroyed and until you perish because of the wickedness of of your doings in which you have forsaken me. That's Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 20. Now, this brings the understanding that sometimes God allows or he rebukes you 
because of disobedience. Here he's saying it's because of their wrongdoings, the, the doings that have forsaken the Lord, and then he would have forsaken. That's, the, that's what justifies the position that takes, makes us to think that this man is thinking that I'm in this position because I've disobeyed God. Amen. We further learn the, the chapter 28 of the book of Deuteronomy, de, de, defines or reveals a lot of things that happens when the Lord has rebuked you. If I can quote, 21 says, The Lord will make the plagues cling to you until he has consumed you for the land which you are going to possess. There is going to be a plague, diseases, things are going to attack you. That's the Lord's rebuke. The other one is verse 25. The Lord will cause you to, to be defeated before your enemies and you shall go out in one way against them and flee in seven ways before them and you shall become troublesome to all the kingdoms of, kingdoms of the earth. In other words, if you don't obey God, he's going to let your enemies victor on you. They're going to conquer whatever you are doing and conquer you and you will run away and you will be everywhere. On all the words, that's what the word says. And the last one I want to quote is verse 30 on the same chapter, Deuteronomy 28 says, You shall betroth a wife, but another man shall lie with her. You shall build a house, but you shall not dwell in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but shall not gather its grapes. That's the Lord's rebuke. So when you have been rebuked by the Lord, you tend to be in these situations. If you read the whole chapter in Deuteronomy 28, there's quite a lot that reveals the Lord's rebuke and his chastening. So this man was praying against that, that Lord, please help me. Let me not experience this in my life. Now, if you continue and you read verse 2, he says, Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me for my bones are troubled. I think we understand when it says in Suswati, we said, that is what he is saying here. Even his knees are shaking. His tribal, some versions talk of his knees shaking. Why? Because of the situation that it is. The enemies that are there, they are revealed to us the end of this uh, psalm. That the enemies that are in his life that are attacking him, and then he says he's not ashamed of them. But now he's saying his, his knees are even shaking. He's so much trouble. He's calling on the name of the Lord to come and help in this difficult situation in his life. In your life, you might be going through situations that actually make your bones to, to, to shake and you feel very down and you call, Lord, please have mercy on me. It might be because of the wrong if you think, but you are crying to God, Lord, have mercy. That's why the psalmist is crying to the Lord. My soul is greatly troubled, but you, O oh Lord, how long? It's asking the Lord, how long is this going to be? It might be, have been something that has taken some time. The situation of having the enemies attacking them and seeing like you are going in this life that is not successful, that is not going forward, that is actually stagnant because of your sin. So he's crying that, Lord, how long is it going to be? We have cried to our God that, God, how is this situation going to be? You might be going through something you are praying for, God, how long will this last? How long will this, is this going to continue in my life? And he's calling on the name of the Lord that, Lord, please save me. If you read from the CEV, it says, show your wonderful love and save me, Lord. He's crying for God's grace to save him and to heal him to survive in this difficult situation. If you read from the NET, it says, deliver me because 
of your faithfulness. Now, our God is faithful and our God will always deliver on time. If we call on his name, he will deliver on time. Another version says, which is the ESV, save me for the sake of your steadfast love. He's calling on God, God, please save me for your name's sake. Just for your name. Please, God, God, save me from that. That's the prayer that this psalmist is saying to God. There are things that we say to God, and God, may you please do these things for me, for your name's sake. That's what this psalmist is asking. God, you know I'm your child. I'm someone who fears you. I'm someone who respects you, who call on him. As this was Israel, these were people who were calling on the, on the name of the Lord. But now they are crying to God, Lord, please have mercy on me. If we read now, the, the psalm now turns to how the sin treats him. He explains how deep or the grief that is brought about by this uh, sin or this situation that he's going through in his life. Verse 5 says, I am weary with my groaning. All night I make my birds swim in thread my coach with my tears. So this person cries each and every night to God, God, please have mercy on me. God, please show yourself strong. Lord, please open the doors. Maybe you are praying for that. God, open the doors of whatever is there. God, help me from these enemies. So he's calling on the Lord that, God, I'm in this groaning. Things are not good. And his life is really down. I know some of us, we are praying for things and we are crying to the Lord each and every day. God, please help me for this. And this situation has made him to make his, his, his bed uh, actually wet, if we can talk in terms of a pillow. If you read verse 7, it continues to take to say, My eyes waste away because of grief. It grows old because of my enemies. We know very well that when you cry and you have cried for a long time, your eyes actually turn red because of, they say, some vessels, they go there, they're full of blood, and then your eyes turn red. As you cry over and over and over again, you end up, your eyes are swollen and actually they are sore. So some people, we, de we, we react differently. Some people will have a swollen face, the eyes, they'll be swollen because of the crying. So this is what the situation, the psalmist is explaining that I'm going through a difficult thing. We say in our songs that we are singing, I think one of them was saying, so these are difficult situations that made him to cry to the Lord. This is a, a similar quotation that we also find in the book of Job chapter 17 verse 7 where it says, My eyes has also grown dim because of sorrow and all my members are like shadow. So the eyes have been, have been affected. We also find a similar quote in Psalms 31 verse 9. But we can also turn this thing into making it a little bit more spiritual that in our lives when we don't see Things and things actually is difficult, and we're crying to God, God, please have mercy. You actually cannot see where you are going. Your eyes, your spiritual eyes, they are turned down. If you can't see and you've been praying and you don't see the way you are crying to the Lord, you sometimes feel you cannot see where you are going in terms of life direction. Now, the change to the faith or trust in the, in the Lord is revealed from verse 6. Now he's talking to God that 
it's not from verse 6, I'm sorry, from verse 8. Now he's turning to the faith. He has de defined that God, please don't rebuke me. Now he has said, this is what I'm going through in my life in these difficult situations. And now he's saying to the Lord, verse 8. Verse 8. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. Now, the person now reveals his faith in the Lord. That God, I still hold my faith in you, regardless of the number of people or what is happening in my life, regardless of the cries that I'm going through, the defeat that I feel in me. But God, I know that you have heard my plea, my voice you have heard. It's a prayer of faith. Now he's saying, I know God, you hear me. As you go in the difficult life that we go through in life, Sometimes we can feel God is not hearing our prayers, but God hears our prayers. If we remember the story of Job, God knew what was going through in his life. When he was persecuted, actually, his, his wife actually told him just to, uh, to, to forsake the Lord and go on. But he said, should we accept only what is good from the Lord? We should accept everything. That's a statement of faith. We should have a statement of faith in our Lord that God is still our God. And when, as we have cried to him, he is going to heal us. The Lord has heard my supplication and the Lord will receive my prayer. He's still talking about God intervening in this situation that he's facing. 10. Let my enemies be ashamed and greatly troubled. Let them turn back and be ashamed suddenly. That's where we see what I was referring to when we we're talking that it's like this person has some has enemies that are taking his life. Now, let my enemies be ashamed. What will make the enemies be ashamed? It is because he trusts now and he knows that the Lord is going to intervene in his life and his great interference or his intervention in his life is going to turn the negative to the positives. So we are encouraged of God uh, appearing in our life, God being God in our lives, and getting into difficult situations that we turn on. He also talks of the enemies, let them turn back and be ashamed suddenly. If I can talk like they were attacking now, and they were thinking this is what is going to happen to him. But now he says, no, I've called on the Lord, and he has changed the situation. And when he says that, God will turn my situation. You just go away. I'm going to keep my faith in the Lord. Now, what does this psalm say to us today? What does it mean to us in our lives as we go through uh, these modern times? Now, this psalm reflects directly to our lives as Christians, as people who live today, that we are attacked from many, many sides. And these attacks, they actually uh, make us actually even to lose our faith in the Lord and sometimes think that God is not involved in our lives. It doesn't necessarily mean that during the crying time, we, we don't feel the pain. We groan and we are stressed, crying to the Lord that, Lord, please help us. Actually, the writer has said in, in verse uh, uh, 4 and 5, Turn, O Lord, deliver me, save me for the sake of your steadfast life, for steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of you in Sheol who will give you glory. That's a prayer to God. God, but if you don't answer my prayers, who is going to praise you? Because as God does mighty things for our lives and the good things that he does to us, 
we give him the glory and we praise him. And we say, this God is so good. He has been real in my life, like we've had quite a number of testimonies. It gives us courage in the Lord and knowing that God is involved in our lives. We should hold on in the Lord and call him with faith, knowing that God, in every difficult situation that we go through, he hears our prayer. So let us not deter, let us not deter and actually feel like God has left us when we are attacked. Let us know that God hears our, our prayers and let us keep our faith in him, knowing that he is there. Let us not be deceived by the enemies that are actually attacking us and we think because they are here, God is not there. But let us know that our God is with, is with us. So the suffering might come to you as a result of sin. Like he was thinking, it's going to happen because I've done something wrong. But let us know that God, yes, he can uh, punish us for whatever sins, but let us know that when we call on him, he hears us and he will not lead us into death. His, his discipline is for our good and it will make us go on in the Lord. And at times I must explain this situation because it's a very critical situation. This person thought he was a sinner and God was punishing us, him. And we also do something. Remember some things that are against God. Remember in your life when you just committed that sin and you realize I've sinned against God. And you feel like God now does not care about you. And you feel distant from God. And actually that opens up the opportunity for the devil actually to whisper different things in your life. This is the situation that is there. It's a different situation where actually even the enemies now, they can come and give words of advice. Is that why can't you just do this? Why can't you do this? And because you are in this sinful situation, you think God has deserted you. But this, uh, this psalm is encouraging us and it's giving us the assurance that if we still call on the name of the Lord, even in that difficult situation, he is there to answer our prayer. He will never desert you. He is always there. He will always answer that prayer that you are making to him. him that, player, that plea, I'm sorry, that plea that you make to him, he will answer your prayer. Amen. So this psalmist reveals God's faithfulness in that he answers every, in every situation that we are in. Even when we feel we are deserted, God answers our prayers. Let us call on him with confidence, knowing that the God that we worship will intervene in our lives and he will fight for us. And as we tell God and all our situations, let us seek his will and his strength that he give us a life and a strength to continue into our lives other than just giving up and saying, let the enemy enjoy our lives. Amen. So that's all that the psalm is actually revealing to us that let us keep our faith in the Lord regardless of the situation that we go through in life. For he's a God who will give us strength in any life that we go through. Amen. Can we then pray? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. For you are a God who is involved in our lives, regardless of the attacks, regardless of the persecution, regardless of our enemies attacking our lives, regardless of the difficult situations 
that are there in the world. It might be economic, political, and we feel like you have deserted us. We are on our own, and we can feel that you don't care about us. Sometimes we even blame ourselves, and we say maybe the natural catastrophes or the political catastrophes or whatever is happening in our lives, it is because we have sinned against you, and we feel like you have ignored us or deserted us. But what we know, we are grateful that this psalmist reveals faith in you, that God, when we pray to you, you hear our prayers in any situation that we go through or that we experience in life. If we call you through faith, you are there and we are going to conquer and you're going to fight those situations. Regardless of our cry, you hear us when we call on your name. Help us, Father, to keep our faith in you regardless of the situation in life and know that you hear our prayers and you answer them positively in a way that will make us rejoice in you. We ask all this, Father, and we thank you for your faithfulness and for your kindness and for your love in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, unfortunately, that's the end of the program. I believe your life has been changed by what we have just read in the book of Psalm 6, hearing what the Lord is saying or what the psalmist is saying to the Lord. It happens in our lives when things are not going the right way or when we feel the pressure from our enemies and we feel sometimes it's because we don't follow what the Lord is saying to us and we cry unto Him and we cry about the situation. But we should always have faith in the Lord and know that our God will answer all our prayers as actually He will act on our behalf. I believe you have been changed and let us keep our faith in God and believe in Him until we reach maturity in Christ. May the Lord bless you. Goodbye.